Hello, 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 friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. Today we have Louisa Zhu on, and she is the guru in all things leaving your nine to five and actually starting the business that you've always wanted to start successfully. So successfully is the key word there. Um, On today's episode, we talk about exactly how to leave your nine to five, not only with confidence, but with the tactical steps that you need to do it um, safely and confidently. Um, The steps to gaining the confidence to work for yourself. As I know, just from my own experience, that lack of confidence kept me from working for myself for years. Um, And I know that a lot of you feel that way as well. Um, The first steps to focus on when you actually start working for yourself. So time management, you know, making sure that you're really utilizing your time and being your own boss to the, to the best of your ability. And then once you're working for yourself, what sort of questions do you need to start asking your ideal clients or customers or audience? And really most importantly, um, I love that she dived into how to manage expectations and realistic goals during that first year of working for yourself because you don't know what you don't know. And I remember that first year of working for myself, a lot of times I would feel really unconfident or get down about myself or think that, you know, I had made the dumbest mistake ever by working for myself, that I should have stayed at my safe quote unquote job. And it was just because I didn't have realistic expectations or goals for what that first year should have actually looked like. So we dive into that. It's a great episode. I can't wait to get your feedback. As always, screenshot those stories, tag me so I can see it. And if you like today's episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review and subscribe. That way you don't miss any future episodes. And that way we actually know what you're loving about the podcast, what guests you like, what topics you like, so we can continue to provide the value for you. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Hi, Louisa. It's so great to have you with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So um, I know that you have created an incredible business by really teaching people how to leave their day job that may not fulfill them, that they're not really passionate about, that they're not really utilizing, you know, their skill sets and and their purpose with to go on to create their own six-figure plus business by working for themselves and by really making impact and really shining. I would love for you to kind of walk through how you do this and who you do for? Yeah. So uh, my gosh, um, the, the, what I really, the people I really love helping are people who have been in their careers for at least a few years. They've kind of learned what it is they're good at a little bit and really kind of seen how a corporation is run and they've decided, Hey, this is, this is not for me. And what I teach those people is I teach them how to take the skills that they've learned at their job or just through living their life and how to turn that into a business solving a problem for someone else where they are taking that skill, whether it's something they've done at their job or something they have overcome themselves and helping others who are essentially where they were. 
And I help people do that through starting out the, the easiest way, the best model that I love teaching is to essentially start by coaching and coaching slash consulting, really a, a combination of the two, helping people who are where they were solve the, the, the problem that they can help themselves. So a common examples of industries my students and clients go into are, for example, health coaching, because they themselves have lost a certain amount of weight and they now want to help others do the same or relationship coaching. Maybe they went through something themselves or that's what they did at their job. And now they, they want to help others find the, their, the loves of their life. Uh, and so career coaching as well, just the, exactly what we uh, just talked through to really essentially basically solve a problem that they themselves have already solved for themselves. Amazing. And what really brought you to kind of niche down on this as kind of being the support system in this way for people who are looking to start their own business, but they don't know where to turn? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm actually uh, the exact example of what we just talked about where I, uh, well, I didn't start out with this, of course. Back a few years ago, I was in my job. I was struggling with everything we just talked about. And I decided, you know, I I really want to do more than what my nine to five is offering. And so I tested and experimented with a lot of different online businesses. I went into career coaching where I was helping people uh, with the, the skills I developed over my career, getting a great salary, switching industries, getting a, a promotions and managerial positions. And I did that for a while. I also tested doing Microsoft Excel consulting. And those were things where I made money. I was starting to get clients. And I realized this is not something I want to be doing uh, for the long term. Microsoft Excel consulting felt really boring to me. And then uh, the career coaching, I was talking to people and thinking, one day you're going to be where I am and and wanting to build your own business. So it doesn't feel good to, to talk to you about that. And so that's when I realized hey, what else can I do? And I started talking to small business owners. I started hanging out in Facebook groups and I realized that my job skill, which I had completely overlooked at the time, my job was in digital advertising. So I knew a lot about running Facebook ads. Uh, I could help people with that. And so I built a consulting business, helping people with their Facebook ads and used that business to grow it to the point where it replaced my six-figure salary. And after I did that and left my job, people started asking me, hey, Lisa, how were you able to do this? And I said, you know what? Let me share with you what I did. This took me years to do. I made so many mistakes. And so I can show you how I did it to kind of skip a lot of the, the mistakes that I made. And, and that led into basically where I am today. And what do you see as the biggest um, problem that you have to help people overcome? Because this is such a big life change, right? This, and I feel like for a lot of people, you know, for years, they, they think about the idea, they flirt with it. They're like, Oh, wouldn't that be nice? If, wouldn't that be nice? If, if only I could, could this, and they, they really live in that mindset of, you know, if only, but I don't have the right money or the right time or the right resources yet to do it. So one day, one magical day, when all of that falls from the sky perfectly for me, I'll be able to put all of my ducks in a row and then I'll be ready to leave my cushy job and and work for myself. How do you help people reverse that mindset and really set them up for success? Yeah. So the... The, this is, you're right. This is such a common thing. And 
by far the biggest kind of um, muscle to work on to overcome this is the confidence. And there are so many aspects of this. One is confidence that this is even possible. I mean, I grew up in a family where all everyone, anyone knew was get a job, work, put in your time and then retire. And so for years, I didn't even believe that it was possible to replace my salary building a business. And I mean, really believing that and building that confidence through just seeing proof, doing a lot of research on other online businesses and businesses in general, creating that confidence that it, that it was possible, and then creating confidence that it's possible for, for you yourself. And I mean, I had to do that just one step at a time through taking action, right? Talking to one person, thinking, oh, whoa, someone actually cares about what I have to say. And then uh, writing a post and getting one comment and saying, oh, whoa, someone cares about this comment or this post that I shared and really building up my confidence bit by bit through that all the way up until I got my first paying client and continuing to build my confidence after that. And the, the final piece, like you said, having it be really tempting to want to just wait until all your ducks are in a row, everything's perfectly set up. It's just, I mean, my gosh, it, things are never going to be perfect. And it, this goes back to confidence of knowing, hey, right? Things are not going to be perfect. There's never going to be the right time for me to uh, leave my job. There's always going to be a growth in my business. I'm going to put out more products. I'm just going to get better at better at teaching and growing my business and all of those things. I have to trust in myself that I'm going to continue doing the things that I need to do to continue growing my business. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business Business for sponsoring the show. Amazing. And then when someone first starts kind of working with you to, to get out of that nine to five, is there an onboarding or a process that you use? Or is it typically like they've already left the nine to five and now you're helping them jump into this new endeavor? Yeah. So the, for the majority of my students and clients, there is a process that we go through and most, some of them have left their jobs, but a lot of them are still in their jobs. And I actually prefer that and recommend that. That's what I did myself because I mean, as you know, building a business, it's tough, especially in the beginning. There are so many ups and downs. Uh, things don't happen on the timeline that you would like them to. And so when you, in the beginning, have left your job and you're maybe struggling to get clients and you're going into this desperate energy, thinking about how am I going to pay my bills? when uh, my business hasn't even started getting traction yet, it just sets you up for so much kind of desperation and failure. And so 
what I recommend instead is to get started uh, while you are in your job. Get a few paying clients first. Also, when you're in a job, you have some uh, some some money from your salary that you can take, even if it's just a little bit, to invest in your business and not have to go into panic mode or desperation mode about having your business having to make money right away to pay the the bills immediately. And so doing that, doing just a few things that are manageable while you are working a busy job to start getting clients, to start getting some traction before you turn in your notice. And then once that happens, what is kind of the next step that you give them to set them up for for confidence really, I think is, is the huge key before they even get to the success piece. Yeah. So the biggest thing for gaining confidence is taking action. And I mean, I'm speaking from having worked at this point with thousands of students and clients and from a lot of personal experience, I know I waited for about three to four years before I felt confident (laughs) enough to even, uh, take a first step. And if I'd actually uh, realized instead that confidence is like a muscle, it's like a skill. How do you build any muscle or skill? You start developing it. You don't sit around. Basically, it's like, you know, you don't sit around thinking, okay, if I think about uh, my my butt big, uh, long enough, you know, I'm going to have the perfectly toned butt. You start doing squats. It's the, it's the same thing. And so with um, building confidence, it's small things one step at a time that basically build your confidence bit by bit. So like I shared earlier with myself, for example, if you talk to someone you know who might be interested in getting your help, even if that person doesn't end up hiring you, but they're saying things like, you know what, I've always been really interested in how you lost this weight or how you got this job, and I would love some help on this, then that starts building your confidence that, oh, hey, there are people out there who care what I'm talking about. Then maybe you uh, write a, a post on your social media, or you uh, you know write a post for a publication, or share your content in some way, shape, or form online, and you see one or two people responding. That continues to build your confidence that, oh, hey, there are strangers out there who care about what I'm talking about. And then as you do that bit by bit, each step that moves you forward and builds your confidence a little bit more so that you get to this point where you're showing up a little bit more, it's becoming a little bit easier, you're talking to people, you're getting your first paying client. And through doing this step-by-step, you turn, look back and you're like, whoa, you know, I've come so much farther than I thought I would have. uh, And it's built my confidence so much just through taking these baby steps. Oh, that's so good. Um, Thank you for that. So um, in the mindset of someone that we're now at this step, right? And I've I've left I've left my nine to five. I'm getting my ducks in a row. I'm learning the confidence piece. What are some of the tactical action based pieces that you would recommend someone who is leaving that nine to five and maybe even leaving that corporate kind of world that they've always been used to and diving into this this you know entrepreneurial phase of really working for themselves? What should they really focus on first and how do they best manage their time? Yeah. So the number one thing is not to do a lot of the the common things that people think of immediately to set up a website or to start blogging or anything like that. The first step is actually a lot easier. What I recommend is start talking to people. Start talking to people who might be a good fit for the thing that you want to help them with. And 
The reason that you want to do this is for quite a few reasons. First, you want to understand what it is that people who are your potential clients are struggling with, what they're thinking, what phrases, what words they're even using to describe their problems, and what really would drive them to want to buy something, coaching, whatever, to to help them with that problem. And so you do that just by having that conversation and essentially asking the, the things that I just shared, like, what are you struggling with, right? What what would you, if you were to buy or invest in a coach to help you with this, what would you be looking for? Things like that. And through understanding that, what that's going to do is it's going to help you understand, okay, this is the person I, this is the type of person I want to help. How can I uh, mar- like write uh, to them? How can I speak to them? And who is this person? How can I find them online? And through doing that, that's the first thing you're going to get from it. The second thing is through talking to these people, you're very likely going to have someone who says, hey, it sounds like you know exactly what it is that I want help with. Can you share a little bit more about how I can hire you? And what often happens is you do a few of these calls, these market research calls, and you're very likely going to get your first paying client through just doing that alone. And through, after doing that, what you do is you continue, at least for your first three to five clients, following that same manual process of uh, continuing to reach out to people in your network, asking for referrals, or going uh, online to places where your potential clients are spending their time. That could be Facebook groups, that could be Instagram, it could be LinkedIn, wherever your potential clients are, and going to them and sharing the, the type of content that you now know from your market research, your ideal clients want to hear about to know, oh, this person might be someone that I'm interested in hiring and getting help from. You do that, you talk to people, you really learn and connect, which is also the the fastest way to get your first paying clients and get your first three to five. After that, what you've really figured out is kind of a process, a system to not only share the type of content that attracts clients to you and has them buying from you, but also to deliver what it is that you're helping them with. And so through doing that, then you are able to take that information, put that into a website, put that into a system of emails or uh, automated processes to sell your coaching in a more automated way and to start scaling your business. Okay. All good stuff. I'm like taking notes. Um, It's really good. Are you someone that is maybe new to this game and you see all of these people online monetizing their Instagram, monetizing their blog and wondering, hey, how the heck are they actually doing this? Or are you someone that has maybe been at this for a while now and you just kind of feel stuck? Well, let me come in and help you. One of the ways that I do that is through my brand new free class that I just created that teaches you how to land big brand deals in five simple steps even if you've never done it before, and even if you think you have too small of a following. I walk you through so many steps that are incredible and they're going to get you the results that you want immediately. Head on over to pitchitperfect.net slash masterclass for all the details. Um, I would love to know when you're talking about that market research, what sort of questions should we be asking that ideal client or that ideal customer when we are doing this market research? Yeah, absolutely. So there are a few key questions. The first question is, tell me a little bit about what you're struggling with related to whatever it is you're going to help them with. And the key here is not just to ask the question, get their answer and move on. It really is you're seeking to understand what it is that they're thinking and feeling and all of that. And so 
each time you get an answer, you want to dig a little bit deeper. So for example, if I say, hey, tell me what your struggle is with losing weight. And someone says, you know, I just love eating food so much and I can't give that up. So instead of just saying, okay, great, thanks, let's move on, I would dig a little bit deeper. Why do you think that is? What have you tried? Why is this so hard for you to, do you feel like uh, release that attachment to food? How do you feel about food? And, and so on to really understand and go deeper there. So that's the first question. The second question is understanding, hey, what does it look like for you once you've overcome this problem, once you've lost the weight or whatever it is that you're struggling with? What does that look like? Why is that important to you? So you're understanding the importance of the result that you can help someone with to that person and really understand the emotions and motivations driving them to even want to hire someone to help them with that. And so through doing that, I would also afterwards ask, hey, tell me a little bit more about what you've tried already. So you understand where they are in this process of getting this result that you can help them with, whether they're just starting out or they've tried some other things. And so you know exactly how to speak to, to where they are on their journey. And then the final question, which is super important, I'm going to share it and then I'll share, I'll, uh, elaborate a little bit more, is you want to ask, hey, I, I'm not trying to sell you anything, but can you share with me, would you be willing to pay for coaching or help to get this result that you just shared that you wanted? And the key to this question is you're not listening for a yes, or, you know, maybe, or that'd be nice. People say things like that when they want to be nice to you, but they really mean no. What you're listening for is a, oh my gosh, yes, I need that. That kind of emotion. Because when you hear that, that's how you know, okay, now I understand I've got something that someone really cares about. And it's true. You're not asking this question to try and sell something to someone. Although if they say that, you can then say, hey, well, do you want to talk about how I can help you? But the truth is what you're really aiming for is to understand, okay, have I figured out exactly the type of thing that this type of person would want to buy? And that's why asking that final question is so important. Oh, those questions are so good. Thank you for walking um, us through that. I love that. Um, I want to chat a little bit about um, that the expectation and realistic goals piece, especially during that first year of working for yourself. Um, from your experience, it's two questions. Um, what should those expectations and, and, and realistic goals be? Um, if you can kind of give us a general idea of that. And how would someone best manage those expectations and those realistic goals. So they're not maybe overcompensating and then they start to lose confidence and they start to feel deflated Mm -hmm. and they think that, oh my gosh, I made the worst mistake. I should have stayed at my job. So, you know, what should they realistically be trying to achieve that first year and how do they best manage that expectation? Yeah. So the thing is, there is, I've seen such a wide range of uh, people accomplishing certain goals on certain timelines. Like some people will, I mean, they're just, they join my programs where they start building their business and they're off to the races. And within just a few months, they've replaced their income. They're scaling their business. They're just go, go, go. And then there are other people who are just on a different journey and it's the right one for them. They'll get started and might take them a year or two before they're at a place where they have replaced their income. 
And so I wanted to share that first so that uh, anyone listening understands, hey, you're going to work on your own journey, but I am also going to share some timelines that I usually recommend aiming for. And the, the I usually go from like, I, I usually recommend aiming for one milestone at a time. So instead of starting and saying, hey, I'm going to aim to make six figures in this many months to first set one milestone at a time. So the first milestone is getting your first paying client. I usually recommend aiming to get your first paying client within your first two to three months, if not sooner. This really depends on how much time you put into your business, how, uh, how much action you're taking. And so I've had students get their first client in anywhere from two weeks to longer, but I recommend within that first one to three months to make that your number one goal. And then after you've gotten your first client to aim for your next uh, two to four so that you have a total of three to five clients within the next three to six months. And so what you're seeing is you are basically starting to really um, increase the pace at which you are progressing in your business. Then after that, what I say is, all right, after that, Spend, aim to spend about the next three months systematizing the, the content that you, the way that you got your first handful of clients, scaling that, driving more people to that, and really having a great system that you can then scale. And if you can nail that within about three months, that's what's going to get you to consistent, however uh, many, however much in sales you need to make per month to be able to leave your job. That is good. I'm just, I'm thinking through that as well. And how does this process, like kind of taking it the step-by-step, how have you seen it allow, allow people to better manage the expectations and then also to like keep that confidence up? And I know I keep going back to the confidence, but it's so, it's so huge of really keeping that morale up and that confidence up to keep moving. Because as you said before, it all starts with action and someone may not feel confident enough to continue with action if they feel like the action isn't working. (laughs) Yes. No, it's so true. And I love that we're spending so much time talking about confidence because it really is, it's such an important piece. Even if you have the best strategy, the best advice in the world, but you don't feel confident about it, it's not going to work. And so what I think through is, um, this is not a story I came up with. This is a pretty common story, but it's so key. And so I'm going to really briefly share it where Um, you know, there's this story of two mountain climbers climbing up a mountain and climb halfway up the mountain. And one guy looks to the the top of the mountain and it feels really discouraged by how much further he has to go. And he says, Oh my gosh, you know, there's so much more I have to go. I'm not going to make it. I'm just going to give up. Whereas the other mountain climber looks back at how far he's come. He says, Hey, I've come so far already. This is awesome. I'm just going to keep on going. And so he feels motivated and encouraged and reaches the top of the mountain. And so the same analogy is what I recommend doing to build your confidence when building your business, which is instead of always thinking about, hey, right, I have so much further to go to hit this next goal, whatever it is, um, to get all the things that I have to get done. I mean, yes, absolutely have your big picture goals. Absolutely uh, keep an eye on that. But instead of feeling overwhelmed by those goals, 
look back at how far you've come. That's why uh, we just talked about, I, I recommend setting one milestone at a time. So saying, hey, getting one client, then your next one, then your next one. And what that does is it helps you focus on the very next goal that you need to aim for, which keeps you really focused. It gives you one concrete thing to focus on without being overwhelmed. And it allows you to really appreciate each time you hit one of those goals, how far you've come instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not yet at six figures or whatever that goal you have for yourself is, you're able to instead be motivated and encouraged to keep on going. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much. That was so good. Um, what would be your biggest piece of advice for someone who has been on the fence? Like they've, for years, you know, they've been thinking about doing this, but they're afraid, they're nervous. Can they really do it? It does everything perfectly align. Um, what is your biggest piece to making it happen, doing it anyway, and taking the action? Yeah. So the number one piece of advice I would share is to just get started. And the reason for that is because things are never going to be perfect. You are never going to feel ready. Uh, you are always going to feel like, okay, there's one more thing I can do or learn or, or get, get better before I put myself out there. You're always going to feel like that. I mean, even to this day, before I do a live stream, before I share a new course, I always think, oh, you know what? There's one more thing I can do to prepare or think through or make better. If you let yourself get into that, that is just a bottomless pit that you are not going to pull yourself out of. And so instead, what I recommend doing is to just say, hey, what is the simplest thing I can do right now that doesn't require for things to be perfect, but that's going to move me forward? And again, for most people who are, like you said, on the fence, who are just starting out, it's let me go talk to one person who could be someone who is interested in what it is that I can, I can help with. Talk to one person. That's going to show you how much what you have to share is needed. It's going to help you realize, oh, I don't need it to be perfect. I just need to be able to help someone else get the result that I've already gotten. And that's going to get you excited and motivated to continue taking the next step in your business, which is talking to more people. Yeah. So good. Well, Louise, I would love to know too, what does influence mean to you? You know, so yeah, I mean, it's such a more and more common word these days with influencers, influence. And for me, it's not about the size or it's not only about the size of the audience you have, although of course that is a factor. For me, it's about being able to um, set and be an example, being able to um, be that example of information or a way of life. Uh, and this applies to really any sort of influence, but really kind of showing others, Hey, here's one way to do this thing, whether it's, uh, here's, here's one way to, to wear these clothes or one way to build your business, like a whole spectrum. Here's one way to do it. Here's how I like to do it. And if you want to try this out for yourself, then awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I so appreciate you being with us today to walk us through so much. You gave us a ton of tactical steps. I love the questions that you gave us. And uh, hopefully for those that are listening that, you know, have felt that, that feeling of being on the fence for so long, hopefully you've given them some tools and some inspiration to just take action and get started. How can people um, find you and to learn more about how you can help them do that as well as connect with you on social media? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the best way to connect with me, or I'll share a few. The first way is to go to my website. It's L-U-I-S-A-Z as in zebra, H-O-U.com. And on, on that, at that URL, you're going to see a PDF I have uh, that you can get that gives you a blueprint for creating your own six-figure coaching business. So that's a really great blueprint and uh, you can get it at luisajo.com. And then I'm really active right now. I'm loving Instagram. And so I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram, which is uh, same thing. It's L-U-I-S-A dot Z as in zebra H-O-U. So those are the, the two best ways to, to connect with me right now. Well, thank you. And for those listening, as always, if there was something about today's conversation that really resonated with you or that taught you something or that made you even just look at this idea in a new and refreshed way, Louisa and I would love to know what that is. So if you can please screenshot this episode and tag myself and Louisa on there and hashtag the influencer podcast to let us know what your biggest takeaway was so we can see those stories and then share them on our stories as well. So thank you again, Louisa, for being here and for sharing so much. Um, I know it's going to help so many listening and I'm excited to even take some of the notes that I made (laughs) and apply them to my business. It may not be new, but it is always growing and there's always a next level. So thank you for that. Uh, Thanks so much for having me here. All right, that is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at the Influencer Podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right, I will see you again, same time, same place next week.